You're listening to Legal Talk Network. Welcome to another special report brought to you by the Legal Talk Network during the Florida Bar Annual Convention. My name is Adriana Linares. I'm very excited to be interviewing President Greg Coleman. Hello, Adriana Linares. How are you? Greg. I'm great. Thanks so much for taking time out of your busy day to, to talk to us for a few minutes. Absolutely. So... It's a sad, sad, sad convention at the same time that it's a great, great, great convention, right? Right. Well, it's exciting. Yeah. Because I'm done. <laughs> yes. Well, for me, that's the sad part. <laughs> well, thank you. Um, but now I get to go spend some time with my son in the Bahamas. So that's that's, awesome. that's the exciting part, too. But, I mean, we've had a great year, and you've been the impetus of a lot of it. Well, thank um, you. That got us here. But I'm really excited about where we are and where we're going from here moving forward. And um, before we do the moving forward part, which I definitely want to make sure I talk to you about, let's take a look back over the past year. Sure. And maybe even, you know, a lot of, I think maybe a lot of people don't realize that while you're president for a year, much of the work that you start doing is the year before. So when you became president-elect, you had some ideas of things that you might want to do. And so the, the, the past two years of work, what have they been like? What have you been doing? The first thing I wanted to do as president, um, when I became president, was to focus on technology because I recognized early on that lawyers are reluctant to embrace technology. We get caught up in the day-to-day practice, you know, and it's just something we ignore because it's scary. And I'm just as guilty as every other one of our lawyers in terms of dealing with that. So I really wanted to focus on educating our members about technology. That was my first real block of things I wanted to accomplish. And so you traveled around the state, and you must have heard. I mean, you do a lot of talking, but you certainly do a lot of listening. Did you find that many of the members really are kind of lost when it comes to technology, that they, they don't know what direction to look in, and you felt like that was a great platform to really to, to push, and, and it was just something we needed? Or did you end up finding out, oh, no, everything's fine out there. We don't need to push technology. No, I, I <laughs> found out the, the former, which was, as I suspected, um, most of us were clueless. Most of us were scared. Most of us were, more importantly, intimidated. And, uh, you know, you and I went to the ABA Tech Show two years ago yeah. and this year. And that first time I walked around the tech show, I was... You were on, deer in headlights. I was I there. was on information overload. Yeah. And I would see all these different products, and I didn't know how they interrelated, and I didn't right. know how they overlapped, and I didn't know which ones were good. And so I was with you, so you knew the products, and you were helpful to me in terms of right. walking me through them. But I started thinking how, you know, we can't put Adriana with 100,000 people. So what we came up with was a product that you were instrumental in helping us with. So thank you. No, I'm happy to help. But that was the Practice Resource Institute. Yes. And that's a product that all of our 100,000 members can use to help their practices, whether they're existing, starting, winding down, in whatever phase and at whatever age, um, to help them enhance their practice, and it's from start to finish. Right. You know, we have components for management, for finance and accounting, for starting your own practice, for most important technology. And you have to look at our demographics to remember who our members are. Yep. 66% of our members practice in law firms of five lawyers or less, 77% in law firms of 10 lawyers or less, and one-third of our members are solo practitioners. 
they need our help. And, you know, in their defense, too, while that stuff is confusing and scary and can seem overwhelming, they're busy practicing law. Right. Right? So it's really hard. And, of course, I know, I talk to them all the time, to figure out where to get started, where to go for help. So I think that the Practice Resource Institute that the bar has put into place and, of course, is a growing living, right. breathing it's, animal is really going to be helpful It's growing and, and it's being filled daily and will continue to be filled daily uh, forever. I mean, there is no end line. There's no end line. For, for that project. And it replaced the Lomas existing practice management right. system that was really more person to person, come to your office, and that's it was antiquated. It's unscalable. It, right. I mean, it with as many work. members. If, so, so obviously the goal here is to use technology right. to reach more members right. with more information. You were the first to really push and understand the importance of having member benefits that are technology specific. Do you want to tell some of our members about that a little bit? Right. So as, as you and I and the Communications Committee of the Board of Governors and others were looking at putting uh, all of this together, uh, all of a sudden, we started looking at the member benefits right. and said, wait a second, hey. we do not have one member benefit dealing with technology. So I have to give a lot of credit to our member benefits yes, committee. Yes, I, I agree. They worked hard. I went to them and I said, okay, folks, and they're all volunteers, right? Uh, right. So I said, I would like within 90 days in the neighborhood of five to 10 really solid member benefits that are all technology based. And they put their committee into high gear. And yeah, they did. They got proposals. Folks came down uh, for a meeting in Tampa. Yep. You were there. All of them presented. All of the vendors presented their uh, products and services. Yes. And now we have nine member benefits uh, on our website. They're all technology driven. And they're legal specific. I think this yes. is something that, you know, for me as a consultant, is an important thing to, to advise lawyers on. It, it is. When you're looking for a tool, start with the ones that are legal specific. A right. lot of the issues and concerns that you have, security, ethical issues, technology, they're going to be vetted. They're fit for lawyers. And so all of our member benefits are legal specific, our technology member benefits. For right. now, they might not always stay that way, but the ones that we started with, they're, they're great. They're, they're legal specific. And I thought that was a great move. So we've got a technology platform, we've got PRI, we've got technology member benefits. What else have we done in the past year, two years? So we now have a technology committee on the Board of Governors. Oh, that's right. That's new. Tell us about it. Which means we have not created a new Board of Governors uh, committee, and they're all very high-level, visionary, 30,000-foot committees, communications, legislative, right. disciplinary review, technology now. So our board remains, every single board meeting, engaged in technology conversations because technology moves so That's fast. That's right, yep. And then there's a standing committee that we created that is sits underneath that committee that does a lot of the work, you know, the boots on the ground work, yep. if you will. And so they're coming up with new concepts and ideas all the time. And now we're looking at um, talking about implementing technology into our CLE requirements. I love this conversation. And I imagine a lot of the members are going to hate this conversation, but I'm hoping that they will embrace the idea and, and, and tell us more. Well, and, and at first blush, you know, a member may say, oh my gosh, you right. know, I have to now go out and learn technology. Well, believe it or not, the rules regulating the Florida Bar require them, as they're drafted right now, to be competent in technology. That's right. Risks so and benefits. They have to know the bare minimums to deal with technology, use technology, be safe in terms of cybersecurity, 
understand right. safe email transmissions or other transmissions. I mean, there's a whole laundry list of things that people need to know. So we are either going to, at the July meeting, and I'll be gone, it'll be Ray Abedin's meeting, um, increase the number of CLE hours to a higher level, maybe 36 over Which, a three-year period. And we should note, too, we haven't increased the number of required CLEs in Forever. 40 or 50 years. Yeah. There hasn't been an increment. And we're low in the and country. And we're low, right. But next to we, other bars, we're low. And that may not happen. Um, we may not have to increase them. But what will definitely happen is within the 30 hours, there will be a five-hour component that will be mandatory technology. In addition to the five-hour component that's mandatory stress management, professionalism, right, ethics, right. things like that. No, that's great. And that'll give 20 more hours for substantive law. So it's perfect. So I think this is one of the, and are we going to be the first state that does that? We will be the first state that has mandatory yes. tech um, CLE. I cannot tell you from my perspective, you know, as someone who's always fielding questions and helping lawyers, how great I think that is. And it's just so important because a lot, you know, like, let's talk real quick, the example of the metadata issue that everybody's talking sure. about right now. The courts have come out and said, you got to scrub metadata. Well, personally, when I first heard that, I thought, oh my God, why would they do that? Nobody knows how, you know, they've implemented well, this rule. Forget nobody knows how. <laughs> And I say this respectfully because until I got involved in this conversation, right. when you said metadata to me, I was thinking, isn't that a new alternative band from <laughs> Seattle, right? And right. so, really, and a lot of our members yes. hear metadata and they go, okay, I don't know what that is. They have no idea how they significant don't. it is to scrub that from their documents. And how easy it really yes. is. You know, it sounds like a big, hairy, horrible deal. Um, but the courts it's have... a few clicks. It's a few clicks. And the courts have done that to protect the lawyers right. and their clients right. from information. And we're not talking, and let's just say just real quick, we're not talking about the kind of metadata that you get into when you're doing litigation and e-discovery. We're talking about document properties. That, that's right. really, when we use metadata in this discussion, we're talking about very simple things. Who authored the document? When was it last edited? You know, right. very basic information. So those are the types of things that requirements in technology for CLE will help everyone understand. And the bar is going to be helpful in creating resources to, to help educate lawyers and meet those CLE requirements. We should say that too. Absolutely. Absolutely. So um, this is a big day here at the Florida Bar Annual Convention. Right. Because the bar has done some other very cool new first time ever thing that you helped guide, sure. that you said. So what happened is last year, I was at a cloud conference put on by Clio, which Clio is um, a well-known practice management program for lawyers. It's cloud-based. It's been around a long time. There's many of them. Um, Clio just happens to be one. And last year, they put on for the second time their own Clio cloud conference in Chicago, which I went to. And I called you. I said, Greg. This is a great program. We need to duplicate it in Florida. And that was probably eight months ago. And, yeah, we and did this fast. In bar time, I mean, it would yeah. have taken, usually we would have had to appoint a committee, and that committee would have met right. and drafted a report, and two years later we would have said, okay, we have a report that says we're going to have the CLE conference. So <laughs> we're not doing that anymore. We're moving past the You're a and fast the reports, tracker. You, know? you are like the president right. on the fast track. You well, got stuff done so fast. If you so think fast. I am, wait until you see your brother, Ray oh, Abedin. Oh, I know. Oh, my gosh. Everybody, put your seatbelts on. Ray Abedin takes over on Friday. But, yeah, I mean, you, you said, and for you, uh, and I've gotten to know you well, you don't get shocked easily. And you were so excited about this. And so in eight months, literally, yep. Clio, for the first time, the bar partnered with an they outside vendor. They invited Clio. The, bar, the a state bar said, hey, vendor, 
you know, you can probably do this a little bit better. Right. Save us a little bit of hassle. Do something good for our members. Could you come here and put on this cloud conference? And they did. And they did. And it's going on as we speak. As we speak. And it is the best CLE I have ever seen oh, or that's attended. that's awesome. It is the, the buzz in that room. Usually when you go to CLEs, yeah. people are coming and going and looking at their emails and looking at their iPhones. Everybody in that room is glued to these speakers. They are. And they're world-renowned speakers. They are. We just they, are, have, yep. they are specialists in their areas, from Ernie the attorney that yep. talks about the paperless law firm, um, to Richard Suskind, who is the preeminent expert in the world yep. on the future legal profession, uh, to Mark Britton from Avo. And all of these folks bring a lot to the table, and people are engaged. I've never seen this level of engagement ever. And they're very excited. We sold out, I mean, we overnight. Did. And um, what kind of feedback are you getting? Like, what are they saying to you as the members? I mean, they know you're in the room. They must see you. Are they coming up to you? And what are they saying? They're all coming up saying the same thing. This is a phenomenal oh, program. Oh, man, that's so I awesome. I am learning so much. And it's not the really technical, you know, this right. is how you convert, you know, to a PDF. Right. We're not scrubbing know. metadata in there. It's, it's, it's very... Um, uh, common sense oriented things that you would not think about that yeah. deal with technology and the practice. And so people are, are literally walking by me because I'm sitting on the, you know, right, in the back of the room on the corner and they, one after the other, Greg, this is great. I'm oh. learning so much. I'm so excited. I can't wait to get back to my office and try some of these new tools. You know, a common theme I've heard with all the speakers, which I think is very interesting, has been customer service and delivering superlative client service, which is interesting, right? Because it's a technology conference and we're here to really help lawyers embrace technology, but the common theme has been not only can you just run your practice easier, less stressed out, but the big thing is you can deliver better client service service right. through technology. And the important part of what you just said, Adriana, is better communication right. and more frequent communication with your clients. The number one complaint that yep. results in sanctions in Florida through our grievance system is failure to adequately communicate and keep clients informed. Number one. Yep. And there's no close second. And, and you know, the, what's interesting about that, and we did a, a PRI interview with Michelle Suskauer and Adria from the bar specifically about um, grievances and violations, and what you just said is exactly what they said. And that seems to me, un, that's just unbelievable, unacceptable. Like, well, that's the problem? Here's, here's, well, and it is. So, for example, if you have 50 cases and you're really, really busy with one case and people yeah. from your other cases start calling, a lot of lawyers may not have the time or not make the time to reach out to those people, to talk to them, and they get lost in the shuffle. And the hard part for those lawyers is if a bar complaint is filed, they have to respond and say, well, yeah, no, I spoke to them. I talked to them. I talk to them on the phone all the time. Well, can you prove it? Well, no, I don't, right. I don't keep track of my time. I'm a criminal defense lawyer. I don't right. need to keep track of my time. Guess what? Now with e-filing and email and text and everything else, you have a digital database that you can hand to the bar and, and say, I don't know what they're talking about. I sent them everything that was filed. Right. I sent them letters. They've logged I into sent their them portal. Emails. I sent them texts. Here they are. And guess what? Bar complaint. Bye-bye. Yeah. No, it's really amazing. So I, I thought that was a very interesting theme. Any other couple of interesting themes or thoughts that you've picked up throughout the day? You know, just that I think looking forward... The conversation we're having in Florida, uh, and again, I, I give you so much credit uh -huh. because you, you have led us along at a much more rapid pace 
than we would have to to open our eyes to a lot of things. Well, and that's and, because you all were willing to listen. Well, thank you, but you know, uh, there's a lot going on out there, and and we need to start talking about it. And and my dear friend Ray Abedin, who's going to be president in two days, uh, has been next to me the entire year. He was almost a co-president. Yeah, you guys and did a great job. So we're we're trying to to embrace the change that's going on because sometimes fighting the change uh, just delays inevitable change. Yeah. And so uh, a lot of these uh, external issues that are going on are issues that we're dealing with. A lot of them are technology driven, you know, outside businesses like LegalZoom coming into yeah. our traditional space. How do you deal with that? Do you regulate them? Uh, do you try and push them out? Do you sue them? Do you embrace them and say they're providing a service that we can't provide? Do you do a hybrid of the two? They're complicated questions. They really are. And they're things that we're going to be dealing with moving forward. But we're ahead of the curve. We Florida are. Florida is so far ahead of the rest of the country. It's, it is beyond belief. You know, I couldn't agree with you more. And I spend a lot of time in other states and conferences and talking to other executives at bars. And what we have done over the past two years is astonishing. Yeah. It's it's really thanks to you and the leadership of the bar. I mean, everyone who is a decision maker has, they've really been receptive. And I know that their only goal is to help the members. Yeah. And we have so many. Yeah. So you only have two days left. And then um, what's Greg Coleman going to do starting next Monday? Greg Coleman is actually still running come next week because I have, you know, a bunch of casework I need to handle. But, you know, as the summer wears on, I'll grab my son and run over the Bahamas and spear some fish, spear some lobster, drink some rum, sit on the back of the boat and sounds just enjoy great. a sunset. Can so, I come? Absolutely. That sounds fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> what about as far as your bar work? What happens to a president when he leaves? So Florida, unlike a lot of other bars, um, the president literally kind of goes off a cliff. Some other bars have the past presidents come back and sit uh, on the board as immediate past presidents. Florida sort of had a philosophy that you don't want the outgoing president to affect the incoming president one way or the other, positively or negatively, because if the outgoing president is very popular, then the incoming president may feel intimidated. That's if the outgoing president isn't that popular, well, they could cause dis disruption yeah. for the incoming president. So it's just easier and cleaner to let the outgoing president go on their way and let the new president have a clean slate and, and have the ability to not be distracted. Now, the good news is, like I said, Ray and I are best friends. Yeah. And I think moving forward, he and I have had this conversation, the years of a president coming in and just having their agenda for that year, whether it's professionalism or access to justice or whatever it is, and then moving on to a different agenda or over. I mean, uh, yes, I love what you guys have done. Yeah, we're, we are holding hands yeah. moving forward. And I think you're going to see a different dynamic with the presidents moving forward, being much closer to their presidents elect in terms of uh, working as a team, if you will, and yeah. dealing with all of these issues. Well, so. you, you all have just done such an amazing job. You've really accomplished so much, Greg. It's it's been an absolute pleasure working with you and helping you. Well, I mean, I'm getting a little back at getting, you. Getting a little, <laughs> a little teared up, having to say goodbye. I mean, well, you know. it's not goodbye. I'll be around. I know, so. and it's great. Do you have any closing thoughts that you'd like to say to the members, as you know, maybe well, the I, outgoing president? I would just say um, I don't think I've ever been prouder to be a lawyer. I think that the dynamics of our world are changing, but I went from being scared to being excited. Yeah. Because there's so much new opportunity now. There's so much new opportunity for young lawyers that I never had. Yeah, it's amazing. And it's a really exciting time 
to watch this change and how it's going to affect our profession. And I think it's all going to be a good thing when we look back 20 years from now in hindsight. So I'll miss everybody, and I've been very, very blessed to be the bar president. I've really enjoyed it, and uh, you know, I'm just proud to be a Florida lawyer. Well, with that, thank you so much, Greg, for taking some time out. It's really been a pleasure. Absolutely. Thanks, Adriana. You're welcome. The views expressed by the participants of this program are their own and do not represent the views of, nor are they endorsed by, Legal Talk Network, its officers, directors, employees, agents, representatives, shareholders, and subsidiaries. None of the content should be considered legal advice. As always, consult a lawyer. Thank you.